Welcome to another episode of our Intermittent Fasting Journal podcast and videocast. Got on, got somebody else on there talking about insulin. I listen to so many things. I just love, love, love learning all the time. So um, anyway, I actually had somebody there talking about insulin. That it went off from my song to this. So anyway. Welcome. I'm so glad that you are either joining me here live in the uh, Donna's Intermittent Fasting Group or on YouTube or that you are watching the replay of this or maybe you found this in my blog post. Welcome regardless of how you got here. I'm really, really excited to have you here as I talk about uh, some intermittent fasting tips. And um, this is episode 16. Um, but for those of you who've been following for a while, I'm actually on about week 24 um, of my daily intermittent fasting. My husband is on maybe <clears throat> um, week 20 or no, about 18. So he was about six weeks behind me. Um, so as far as the timetable is concerned and our results, they're going to be a little bit off uh, from this. I have been busy. Um, as you probably know, if you watch very often or listen very often, I do. Uh, I still teach and test my books. I'm an author of 100 curriculum books for kids. And um, right now, I am in the middle of my of writing my daily intermittent fasting course. And so um, that is not quite as difficult as the 50,000 pages that I've already written for kids, but it does take a lot of time, and so I've been working on that, and that put me behind. Also, I've been traveling. I'm going to talk about that today because that is one of our topics for today is specials and special occasions. And then um, also, I've been working on this. This is my newest uh, baby here, uh, the Daily Intermittent Fasting Startup Chart. So if you're on the video, you can see here if you're on the radio, on the uh uh, podcast you cannot but I'm holding up here daily intermittent fasting startup charts it's a 20 page document um, that has free charts so let me just give you a picture here free startup charts and um, they it has obviously with it's got four different startup um, schedules but then it also has a lot of information about daily intermittent fasting how to get started all of those definitions and terms and abbreviations that are floating around that can sometimes trip people up, um, that's all included here. And it is free at DonnaReach.com. This document is completely free. So uh, if you are looking into daily intermittent fasting and you haven't started fasting yet, this would be a good place to start. Um, because it is a free booklet and it is very um, good for people who are like, what does 16-8 mean? What does 18-6 mean? Can I lose weight on only a 16-hour fast? Do I have to do a 20-hour fast? What, do, what can I eat and drink during fasting? So all of those questions are answered here in this booklet that is free at DonnaReach.com. So just go to DonnaReach.com and you'll see it at the top there. Click on and uh, put in your email and it will be sent to you. So today I am excited to uh, talk about specials, um, especially for myself. Um, I uh, actually was a homebody all my life, all my adult life. I've been a homebody. Our vacations have consisted of uh, taking children to speech and taking children, taking our kids to speech and debate tournaments, taking our speech and debate teams. They're going and speaking. My husband and I did parenting seminars and homeschooling workshops and uh, teaching parents and teaching homeschoolers. Um, we did some of that. And uh, we also, of course, once our kids got in college, we were moving them to college, moving them back, going to visit them, going to their graduations, going to their dramas, and so forth. And so in the last uh, year, since we've become empty nesters, our lives have changed a lot. And now we're like traveling for fun. <laughs> and it is very fun, I have to tell you. So um, because of that, I have a lot to say about this, these specials because I've been gone a lot. And um, I just went on a sister's weekend with my sister. Uh, for four days and then next month we're going with six or seven of the kids to I say the kids we have seven kids and five 
special as five significant others to them kids to those kids so that makes us 12 total so we're going with seven of the kids to Niagara Falls and then we're going on a business trip for my husband's work for a week in Orlando the next week so I have a lot to say about specials and um, a lot to say about how to navigate those special occasions and those special um, things that come up so anyway um, first of all our uh, my experiment I talked last in the last episode about my experiment with trying to do um, keto. Um, I was doing, I guess I wouldn't really say I was keto because I defined that last time. It was more low, kind of standard, 40 carbs a day and so forth. And how that experiment backfired on me. And it wasn't because low carb doesn't work because if um, I liked more low carb foods, I would eat low carb because you, you feel amazing on it and you lose weight fast. Um, but it wasn't the low carb aspect that didn't work. It was the fact that I had put my low carb um, uh, parameters above my fasting parameters. So I was not doing my OMAD three, one meal a day divided into three times three eating periods. Instead, I was grazing because I was eating low carb, right? And so it actually backfired on me. I gained four pounds. I talked about that in the last episode. Um, but I did, it didn't to take it off. So that is another thing that I'm going to really be targeting here on the special occasions. Because if you do go to like a 16-hour fasting window for a special occasion, um, I have some tips for you for that too. So um, stay with me here till the end of that. So um, that weight was gone fast. And that is something about um, Intermittent fasting is that for me personally, intermittent fasting is easier to get back on if you do go off during that week of experimentation. I was still fasting, but I was just overeating by grazing and eating uh, low carb, high fat foods. I was just eating way, way, way too much. I didn't really gain four pounds. We'll talk about that too, because four pounds would mean that I ate um, 14,000 calories more that week than I needed, and I don't think I did that either, but we'll talk about that in just a minute, too. But I want to say that um, it is easy to recover from any kind of special occasion on daily intermittent fasting, so I'm going to talk about that. Um, so I have talked a lot about my OMAD 3. I did a video as well as a slideshow, so if you go to com and you go on uh, daily intermittent fasting, the drop downs will show you uh, videos that are available to watch, podcasts slash videocasts like this one, and um, articles, and then slideshows. And the slideshows are just um, really colorful, uh, eye appealing um, slideshows that take a, a difficult concept in daily intermittent fasting and break it down into five points, five, um, ten slides. It's a super great way to consume information if you don't have a lot of time, but yet you want to zero in on, you know, I just want to zero in on what should I um, drink during the fast. I just want to zero in on OMAD, one meal a day, um, and Donna's divided by three, how to not graze. I just want to zero on how do you lose weight during intermittent fasting. And so those slideshows are really helpful for that. So check those out at DonnaReach.com. And that's also where you can get my free daily intermittent fasting startup charts. So anyway, um, the, the one thing that I wanted to talk about that we have been doing, well, my husband is kind of doing different, uh, a little bit different than I am in that I'm having, I'm averaging 20 hours fasting. He's probably averaging more like 22 because he doesn't have a long eating window. He comes home and he just pretty much eats in an hour or two um, his dinner. So his is a little bit different than mine. Um, but uh, for those of you who are doing these four hour and five hour eating windows, so 19.5 or 20 colon four, um, I have found that the OMAD three has been amazing for me because it has kept me from grazing and kept me from just eating from the time I opened my window until closing time. And that's not a good way to lose weight. And it's also not healthy. We're not doing intermittent fasting so that we can eat everything. My slogan is that we can eat anything, but we can't eat everything. So while, you know, we are enjoying fondue tonight at my daughter's house and um, we will be enjoying um, desserts in Florida in two weeks, and um, we do enjoy 
a lot of foods that uh, we couldn't eat when we were counting carbs or counting calories or whatever, but we don't eat everything. And so OMAD over three really helps with that. It gives you another boundary. So, um, and then what I have found has helped me immensely is taking that one step further and opening my window with a low carb snack. Now I have tons of low carb recipes at the blog if you are interested in trying this. Um, or if you just want to reduce your carbs overall, um, you don't have to be keto or low carb to lose weight with daily intermittent fasting, but just reducing your carbs is really actually a good idea. And um, overall, so uh, there are a lot of ways that I teach at the blog how to do that. So I wanted to talk about this opening with a low-carb snack. I There are at least four, probably more like five or six benefits that I have found from doing this that I wanted to share with you um, from my experience in the last uh, couple of weeks since I did the last episode. Um, first of all, Opening my window with a low-carb snack has decreased my overall carbohydrate consumption by 20%. And this is why. When you break your window up into three eating episodes, you are eating um, a snack, an entree, and either a dessert or a snack. Generally speaking, we're just going to say that OMAD 3, we're doing those three episodes, those three eating instances. All right. And notice that's, you know, a snack and a snack or a snack and a dessert. It's not a meal and a meal. Um, I talk about that in the OMAD 3 slideshow. It's really important. So um, if this is 25% for our snack and then our entree is 50% and then our um, snack slash dessert is 25% at the end, we are looking at, you know, our entire eating window as being broken down in that way. If we start our eating window with a low-carb snack, we are lowering the carbs by in, by in 25% of our eating instances. So suppose we open it with a, sometimes I open it with a zero-carb or five-carb. I might have like a low-carb bread with bacon or peanut butter or something like that. And then I'm having like five carbs or something. Or I might have salad with, um, you know, uh, chicken and cheese just for an opening snack. And then it's maybe, you know, four or five carbs or whatever, maybe even two. It just depends on how much lettuce, you know, I have. And um, so with that, that means that even if I go up to 20 carbs, which is kind of my maximum that I like to open my window with, even if I go up to 20 carbs, I'm still decreasing my carbohydrates by 20% overall. So just doing that one little tweak is decreasing my carbohydrate consumption by 20%. That's So that is one thing. I'm decreasing my carbs overall. Secondly, it is sort of extending the fast. Some of you probably heard of the um, fasting mimicking diet where uh, they eat fat during the eating, during the fasting window. I don't recommend it because I think that uh, it has the potential to break your fast and also it's you're just we just have to stop the madness we have too much consumption right too much food too many fats too many carbs just too much we just eat too much so i don't recommend it and i also think that um it it messes with appetite correction a little bit later in the day so i wouldn't want to do it for that reason either but by doing this uh fasting mimicking when you open your window so to speak so suppose i have a you know I just have a couple boiled eggs, you know, to open my window. I've had no, I've only had fat and a little protein. I haven't had any carbs. So, and even in the case of like an, like something, like if I have an apple and my fat, my carb-free dip that I have at the blog, the app, my apple dip, even if I have a 15 or 20 carb apple, I'm still having a few enough carbs that it's, uh, that I am having a low carb first half of my eating window. And so, in the fasting mimicking diet, they are counting on fat to not uh, cause their insulin to spike and to kind of act like they're still fasting. So I, I think of you know starting your fast with a low-carb snack as doing that, where I just have two more hours where I'm not getting into any, any sugar stores. I'm not getting into any glycogen. I don't have to burn through my glycogen. I don't have to burn through what I just ate so much. I can burn through that quick and then keep on burning my glycogen stores. So I like that idea of kind of extending the fast with fasting mimicking, so to speak. 
Then I've also found that it wards off crazy cravings. Um, I was just like everybody else, the first month or two of fasting where, you know, somebody tells me I can eat anything I want. I was eating everything I want, right? And so that's why I've adopted that we can eat anything, but we can't eat everything if we truly want weight loss. And so um, with uh, this opening with a low-carb snack, uh, it helps me to ward off cravings. I know when I start with something carby, I crave um, a lot more, and I end up grazing instead of having three three uh, isolated eating episodes. And lastly, it helps with appetite appetite correction. And this is also one reason why I recommend that you save your dessert, your treat, whatever that might be, for after your meal, for the last part of your eating window, because appetite correction works better with real foods. Bert, Dr. Bert Herring's book, Appetite Correction, explains a lot about this. And basically, our satiety signals with appetite correction do not come into play with a bag of peanut M&Ms. I know that's tragic, but it's the truth. And um, so by saving whatever it is that you want for a treat that's not a real food, if you want a, if you want a non-real food treat, and some people want to fast so that they can have treats, right? If you want that, save that for the end of your eating window so that um, your appetite correction is set in through your real food, and then you're more likely not to overeat on your dessert or your treat or your snack. So those are just um, four reasons that I like to open my window with a low-carb snack. All right, a little bit more in our um, uh, uh, Rishis fasting and feasting um, that my husband and I are up to 50 pounds together. So I'm actually going to bring him on, and I wanted him to tell a little bit about his experience because it is different for me. First of all, he likes way healthier foods than I do. So he eats way more calorie-dense foods than I than I eat. Secondly, he fasts longer than I do. And I think that that's just another perspective that some people just do better without having too many hours to eat. They just do better with that. So, um, you know, and others of us are willing to work through the boundaries that we need to implement so that we can have that longer eating window, that four or five hours. So anyway, we are up to 50 pounds lost together, uh, 36 for him and 14 for me. I've been stuck at 14 for quite a while between my experimentation and my traveling. So um, also um, I am really hitting uh, some uh, strength training and toning. Uh, and whenever I really, really hit that, uh, my weight loss slows. So that's okay because I'm wearing a smaller size. So it's a trade-off. Um, it just depends on whether you really, really care about weight measurement over size measurement or over clothing, uh, how your clothes fit or wearing the next size down. Um, I just had a great time cleaning out my closet for spring and um, just Oh, so much fun finding so many new clothes that fit me now. So that was exciting. All right, I'm going to move now into listener lessons. And this listener lesson is all focusing on special occasions. I have a blog post and a video both at the blog uh, called Navigating Special Occasions. The slideshow has you know, the five points of helping you navigate special occasions. And then the video kind of is the video version of that. So I'm going to be using some of that material plus some other material that I have uh, accumulated here to talk about in this listener lesson, special occasions. And if you've listened to me long, you have heard me say that every day can't be a special day, even though every day is special. And what I mean by that is that we can't look at every day and say, oh, I can't fast today because we're having a lunch at work. Oh, I can't fast tomorrow because I got the grandkids. I'm going to be fixing them lunch. And I know that it's hard. I have I've really understand young moms trying to do this because I'm an empty nester. So it's easier for me just to ignore the kitchen for, you know, all day. Uh, but uh, when I have my grandkids once a week for eight to 12 hours, I feed them a lot. <laughs> Two of them are underweight. So I'm really, really feeding them a lot. Um, they're not underweight. They're just tiny. You know, they're just tinier kids. But I always had such chubby kids. So I'm always like feeding them. Um, so anyway, uh, with that, I'm realizing how hard it is not to take a bite of something, not to lick the peanut butter knife, you know, not to grab a bite of egg while, you know, while I'm making those scrambled eggs. I like to make them um, 
uh, calorie dense. I like to make them nutrient dense foods as much as I can so that they um, like healthier things that I grew up liking. So anyway, um, but we can't, we should not with daily intermittent fasting have the diet mentality of looking for ways to go off. You know, it used to be that when we were counting everything, when we were trying to, um, you know, uh, be so restrictive in our food choices that we look for ways. Well, I can't do, I can't stay on today. You know, we're, we're going out for drinks tonight or whatever. I know not an alcohol drinker, but I know some people, you know, would, that would just throw, throw their eating protocol out the window. Um, I can't, I can't eat healthy today. We're going to a restaurant. I can't eat healthy tonight. We have a birthday party. And so um, with all of those kind of diet mentality, we actually find, at least I did, and I know many other people have talked about this too, how we're looking for ways to go off. And with daily intermittent fasting, it should be just the opposite. It should be that after the first month, daily intermittent fasting is so second nature to us, it's so not difficult, it's so doable, and it's so important to us because of how we feel during the fast and also because of um, the benefits that we're getting with weight loss, toning. I know, you know, I even even without weight loss, I just keep going down in size and going down in clothing. So we should actually be doing the opposite. We should not be looking for ways to go off. We should be looking for ways that we can stay on. So um, every day can't be a special day, even though every day is special. And so instead of saying, you know, well, I can go off here, or I can go off there, I can adjust, you know, I can, you know, I, I'm not going to fast here because I've got this. I'm not going to fast there because I've got that. Instead, look at the whole picture and say, when can I fast? I want to fast. I want these benefits and I want to stay on my fasting protocol. Next is to choose specials carefully. Um, again, guarding that fasting time. A thinking that recurring days are not special. Saturday comes every week, so Saturday is not a special day. Now, do we have special occasions where we might have something on Saturday? Yes. And are the special occasions more likely to happen on the weekends? Yes. But that doesn't mean that we just throw in the towel for the entire weekend. Uh, really, the, it is really easy when we are choosing our specials to start examining things a little bit differently, like tonight's fondue night. Well, I just really need to stay strong all day in the fast up until up until fondue time. I just need to to keep the fast going strong, knowing that I'm having a special meal tonight, right? Knowing that I'm I'm preparing for that special meal with a longer fast. I'm not punishing myself. I'm just saying, you know what? I want to eat chocolate tonight. And so and I want to eat bread and I'm going to eat potatoes. And it's a special occasion, and um, I'm going to prepare for that. So rather than looking at everything as a reason to throw in the towel, look at every day and see how you can tweak um, days before your fast, after your fast, and so forth. So with that, um, I recently went on a sister's weekend with my sister, and I flew out on um, – Wednesday morning, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I was gone four full days, flew out on Wednesday morning and came home Saturday night, so I was gone four full days, and it would have been really easy for me to say, I'm not going to be able to fast those four days, but instead, I wanted to guard some of my fasting hours, I wanted to, I, I wanted to, um, to fast as long as I could prior to when we started being together, um, I didn't want her to do one meal a day. You know, part of the part of the uh, sister weekend experience is eating foods wherever we go to. So we were in Raleigh, and so we had a lot of Raleigh, North Carolina. We had a lot of special special foods there. And so um, instead of looking at, oh well, I may as well forget it. I can't fast for those four days. Oh well, the next day Sunday, I may as well not fast on that day either because you know I'm probably going to be doing stuff with the kids when I get home. And well, the day before. I, I may as well just forget it for the week. I'm just going to go off of fasting for the week. Well, rather than doing that, um, I looked at it and I said, you know what? I'm not actually flying in, getting in to meet my sister until three that afternoon. So I can still do a 
19 or 20 hour fast. Furthermore, I'm going to tweak my window the day before I'm meeting up with my sister so that I actually have a 24 hour fast going into it. It wasn't punishment for going to special restaurants and having my sister's pie that she always brings me. It wasn't punishment for that. It was just preparation. It was preparation to keep the fast. It was preparation to, uh, to be able to have my fasting hours in. So I actually had a 24 hour fast the first day we were together. And then I had, you know, my normal five hour window or whatever that ended up being. I think it may have only been four. I can't remember. And then the next day I did 16, eight knowing that I was doing 16, eight. I told my sister, I won't be eating breakfast. Um, you know, I really would like to eat between 12 and eight or one and seven or one and eight. You know, I'd like to do, you know, do a six to eight hour fast knowing that I'm going to do two mad two meals a day, not OMAD, one meal a day. And so um, we made our lunch reservations and we went and uh, did some walking and did some uh, sightseeing and um, went to listen to music and swam and talked and just went to a farmer's market, got the best nuts, oh wow, to open my fasting window with a low carb snack. Um, but I was guarding my fasting not just giving up on it. So the second day I had 16.8, the third day I had 16.8, and the fourth day my husband was picking me up at seven o'clock and my sister and I were going to lunch and then she was gonna take me to the airport. So I think I flew out like at three. And so I just got on, got on the plane and stopped eating. And um, that's another thing, well, that's food associations. Anyway, that's another thing about uh, traveling is the food associations. And generally, I don't tr I don't fly that much because we had seven kids, we always drove everywhere we did go. Um, so we didn't, I don't have a lot of experience flying, but I do know that, you know, junk food alley, right? Airports are junk food alley. Who doesn't want a Cinnabon? Um, who doesn't want you know, that special chocolate that you can only get at the airport, who doesn't want, uh, you know, special treats that are there. Um, but I have to, had to choose my specials. And the airport wasn't a special. Being with my sister was a special. The airport was not a special. And so whatever I used to look forward to, you know, buying snacks at the airport, you know, getting a Cinnabon, whatever it was. Not that I can't eat a Cinnabon. I can eat a Cinnabon if I want. We can eat anything that makes us feel good. Um, during our eating window, but um, I wasn't, I decided that that wasn't special enough. So some of the things that we have with food associations, we have to drop, we have to drop some of our food associations in order to make this lifestyle work. And a, a good food association is a social event. A food association that can be dropped is a single event. A, a, you know, something just like eating in the airport that's not special. Being with my sister is special. I'm um, eating on the plane. That's not special. Uh, going out for lunch with my sister or going out for fondue. We went for fondue there. Going out for fondue is special. And so our food associations have got to be narrowed down also when it comes to intermittent fasting. Otherwise, we constantly make excuses and we constantly try to get out of fasting. But the food associations that we want to keep are the ones that are positive, the ones that are social the ones that are important to us. And so for me, that involves family. A food association eating in the airport is not that important. A food association of taking a snack to bed with me when I quit working at nine o'clock and having a snack while I watch something with my husband is not a food association that I need. I can drop that. And so you have to pick and choose which food associations are important to you and decide the other ones you need to disassociate with as much as you can. And one way that you can do that is by saying, I want to guard my fasting hours. I want these fasting hours to count. I want them to be important to me. They are important to me and I want to keep them. So um, then, so that was day two and three, was 16, eight, uh, both of those days with grazing. So that was the other thing is that I did not have appetite correction on those days uh, because I grazed. And grazing, and especially grazing on like a pie or having, you know, a roll at lunch or whatever, that does not really help you with uh, appetite correction. And so I had 16, eight for two days. And then the last day, when once she left, dropped me off at the airport, um, I filled my water bottle with ice, 
at at uh, a restaurant there and bought a water bottle to go so that I would be buying something and um, and then I was done and on the plane I did other things I was busy the uh, the rest that I was busy doing other things I actually did something I like that's another thing is to get rid of those food associations and do something you like I never read novels I only read business and fasting books and health kind of books and so I was reading a novel and I just read for the whole three hours on both flights on the way home so change that food association into a different association and that will really help also I know for me it was really really fun I haven't read a novel I can't even remember because I used to read novels every day to my kids and um, Junior, junior fiction chapter books and things, and then when the kids got into high school, we read, uh, you know, like classics and stuff. Oh, I miss reading fiction so much. So that was a that was a big good association, non-food association, but an association that was positive for me. So um, tweak your window. Another thing is to use an app so that you keep your average up. That was one thing I had when I got home. I dropped below 20 hours because of those two. Um, one, one day was 15 hour fast and the other day was like 15 and a half. And so even though I had 24, 22, 21 going into it, um, then the next day when I got home, um, I, had, I was on 22 um, 22 hours. Um, and But I dropped my fasting hours to below 20 and I always try to keep it at 20. That is kind of a little game that I play with myself, and if that helps you, that's great. And that game is that I am going to keep my fasting average up above 20. And so um, that put me into a lot of motivation to do some you know, good fasting uh, hours, maybe a little bit more than 19 for a couple of days to get it back up. Um, so tweak your window, keep an average. You know, Say this is my ultimate average. I am not going to average below 20. Or whatever that might be and then you can you know work that in to a long weekend and stuff if you're going for a long weekend or weekend getaway and you want to have 16 8 you know you can work that in um, so then we get to the truly special and um, these are those times like I'm getting ready to go to or to Niagara Falls with a few of the kids several of the kids and my husband and then then a week later I'm going to Orlando for a week in the fall we're going to Disney for 10 days um, those are what I call truly special but even on those I really want to keep you know like a 14 to 16 hour fast going on because um, I really want to not wreck my whole um, uh, fat adaption so I'm just going to back up a little bit here and talk about what happens when you just go crazy okay when you just go crazy on a trip of any kind and you decide that you are going to eat from you know 8 in the morning until 11 at night because of all the specials and you don't you don't think any of those food associations can be dropped um, what happens is you are just you're only fasting um, for um, that would be eight to eight would be twelve, so you're only fasting for nine hours. All right, so basically you are choosing, and that's okay if this is what you want to choose. You, everybody should choose for themselves. But I want to warn you what the, what it looks like and what it means on the other end. So if you decide I'm going to fast nine or ten hours on this trip and that's it, and maybe it's a once a lifetime trip and it's worth it. But if that's what you decide to do, you have to know on the other end that if you do that for several days, you will be out of fat adaption. In other words, you will have built up your glycogen stores so much by having so many eating hours. You will have built up your glycogen stores and uh, have so much circulating glucose that you will actually cause yourself to become unfat adapted. Now, you can get back into it a lot quicker than we could the first month of fasting but you just need to know that that's what happens because you have to remember when are you fat adapted you're fat adapted when you have so little circulating glucose um, and you have so so little uh, glycogen in your glycogen stores that you burn through all of those and your body starts being a fat burner at the 14 or 15 hour of fasting mark well you just if you've eaten for nine or ten hours you have just filled, 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 filled. So 
if it's worth it to you to do that and you really don't want to think about fasting for this vacation, then by all means, you just do whatever you want to do on that. That's everybody should be able to choose for themselves what they want to do with their eating protocol. But I want you to know on the other end that you're going to have some days of um, the keto flu, some days, maybe even two weeks of um you know, getting your body back into fat adaption. So for me, I would like to keep my fasting window as, keep as many hours fasting as I can. So I'm dropping the breakfast association. I don't need that breakfast anymore. I'm not hungry in the morning. My body is trained not to be hungry at all until much later. And so I don't need to worry about that. So I don't do the whole um, breakfast and everything. So choose your specials and try to keep some fasting hours. Um, you know, you, if, if you don't want to start completely over again, um, you can adjust beforehand like I did. Get in some 24-hour fast, some 22, get some fasting in beforehand, um, and uh, reduce your food associations, uh, deciding what is most important. All right, then um, you want to save your eating for the truly special things. Like I said, eating in the airport wasn't special to me. Eating with my sister was special. Um, and you can plan ahead. Now, I will say that if you go on a, a two mad a day, like I did for those uh, two days, if you go on a two mad uh, approach to eating, um, actually, it ended up being three days of two mad. So um, it's just the first day was shorter window. But if you have a two mad days, you're talking about two full meals. And then if you snack two, um, it's, you know, I want us all to be realistic that a 16-8 protocol, a 14-10 protocol, that of eating two meals a day and a snack or two um, does lead to um, weight gain, right? Because we're simply eating too many calories, right? Remember the three ways we lose weight with daily intermittent fasting. One is by uh, turning our body into a fat burning machine so that we're burning our fat stores. We're using our own body for energy instead of what we ate yesterday since we have a short eating window. We are recompositioning ourselves, recompositioning our body, recomposing our bodies. Um, and so that might not be looked at as a weight loss as much as a size loss that happens. And then lastly, we lose weight through daily intermittent fasting by just skimming off, uh, making a calorie deficit. Not a huge one, not enough to throw our bodies into um, starvation mode so to speak but just enough so that we have a a like um overall calorie deficit we're just skimming calories off the top so two meals a day during a trip or something like this what does that lead to so two meals a day will usually cause weight gain right because you're not going into fat burning your body's not becoming you're not using your body's fuel anymore you're using all the food you're eating you are not making a calorie deficit. And so you're likely to gain weight. With on my sister weekend, four pounds. Four pounds seems to be what I gain whenever I try anything unusual. So four pounds. Now, first of all, we need to talk about what is a four pound weight gain. A four pound weight gain is not a real weight gain in three days or four days, okay? You can't gain that much weight just simply by a uh, kilo calorie standpoint. A kilo calorie is how we measure the calories that our body uses, the energy that we take to function, and 3,500 calories is a pound. So if you gain four pounds in four days, that means that you ate what your body needed, like 2,000 calories, plus 3,500 more each day for four days, right? That's very, very, very unlikely. So we have to understand that, and that's why we lose it so fast. You know, we can say, I gained four pounds, or we can say, probably didn't really gain four pounds. Or we can say, I gained four pounds, but I lost four pounds. Well, you didn't really gain four pounds to lose four pounds, right? But we do lose quickly when we go back to our protocol on daily intermittent fasting. So we're gonna go back into that, that protocol of, um, of losing weight, um, we're going to lose the water weight we gained because we ate salty foods. We uh, had uh, so many um, calories that the water attached to them, and we gained just bulk, too. We probably had some bowel issues also. <laughs> Usually um, people do when they eat that much and they're not used to it. So there will be a weight gain. It won't all be real, and you'll be able to lose it fast. All right. 
So um, really with traveling and special occasions, we have to get rid of the perfectionism. Like, you know, in the diet mentality, if I can't have 30 carbs a day, I'm just going to forget it. That has to go. We have to say, you know what? If I fast for 14 hours, that's that much longer I'm fasting. That's that fewer carbs I'm getting. That's that fewer calories I'm getting. And that is great. So not a perfectionistic model here, but instead, um, you know, not all or nothing. That's the diet mentality. But instead, progression over perfection. All right, and lastly, don't punish. We can make up hours like I just described. We can tweak our fasting windows the days before. We can come off of it and do a couple of 24-hour fasts. When I do something like that, I like to go low-carb for a couple of days afterwards because I want to reduce my glycogen stores. So I'm just low-carb, low-carb, low-carb while I fast, and then I'm reducing it even more. So I'm getting my glycogen stores a chance to get emptied out while not filling them right back up with carbs again uh, so that we can get back into ketosis faster. All of those things are fine to do, but not as a punishment. Not, oh my word, I did so terrible eating while I was on vacation. I'm gonna starve myself for the next two days. I'm going on a 36 hour fast. I'm not eating any carbs until Friday. You know, Not a punishment, but rather a control. I'm getting myself in control. I am in control. I'm in control of my eating. I'm in control of my fasting. We're getting that control. So we can really, really navigate through these fasting, uh, these fasting hiccups, if you will, special occasions, by not considering everything a special occasion, by preparing when we can in any way, by guarding our fasting hours, not trying to give them up so easily and uh, by uh, modifying our calories, our carbs, and our fasting window before and after. And by looking at each thing and evaluating its specialness. So anyway, I am going to go into uh, our commercial about a Plexus product. Today I'm talking about Ease capsules, so I'm gonna run and actually get a bottle of those. Um, so if you are able to stay on for Ease, it will help with weight loss, inflammation, um, uh, um, swelling, uh, fibromyalgia, oh my word, it does so, arthritis, it is such a great product because of the amazing four ingredients that I'm going to be talking about right after this. Hello again. I thank you for staying on. If you are still here, for me to talk about Ease. Ease is one of the uh, 18 Plexus products. We only have 18. We're not like a big catalog with a huge line of products because our products are all uh, very carefully made out of plants. And so because of that, we don't have like a ton of products. I'm so thankful because I would not uh, want to represent something that's got so many products and so much to do with, uh, with those products. So 18 simple products that are plant-based. And today I'm going to be talking to you about Ease. And Ease is an amazing fasting supplement. We hear a lot about the ingredients in Ease in uh, many, many fasting videos, many, many weight loss videos, um, because it contains the green-lipped mussel from New Zealand, bromelain from pineapple, uh, turmeric, and serapeptase. So you probably hear those terms floating around um, the internet. Uh, a lot of people take uh, turmeric and uh, um, serapeptase, those two ingredients, they take those while they fast for various reasons. Um, so it is a very, very amazing product. And so I'm going to be talking about the four ingredients and some of the benefits uh, as they relate to weight loss, 
as they relate to fasting and just as they relate to health in general. Um, I personally take this every day. My husband does also. Um, he takes it, I take it for inflammation and for weight loss help. Um, and because it makes me feel so good, I don't want to go off of it. Um, my husband takes it for uh, pain, uh, specifically arthritis in his knees, and for his um, plantar fasciitis. So, um, but there, I have a lot of customers and ambassadors who take this for um, arthritis, fibromyalgia. Um, they take it for allergies and seasonal type of things, um, asthma, just many things. So let me just tell you a little bit about it. It is a uh, uh, anti-inflammatory and a pain reliever. Um, I personally have been using this product for over a year, and in a year, I have only taken over-the-counter pain medicines uh, when I had a fever. And so um, I haven't had to take, uh, I can take this if my, um, I kind of have a little sometimes going something going on with my um, bladder because of having eight C-sections. And so sometimes I'll have some pain from that. I take this for that. Um, I take it for, um, I don't really get a lot of headaches since I've been on, on Triplex, but I would take it, take it for a headache in place of that. Um, you can take it in place of other uh, over-the-counter, like anti-inflammatory drugs, um, if if it helps you. It, it, it's remarkable what it does. I just really love it. You do have to start with a loading dose and get it in your system for it to be, you know, for it to work uh, for the, some of those more acute things. But um, first of all, the New Zealand Green Lift Muscle is one ingredient here. And... Um, this actually, uh, there's a lot of research based on all the Plexus products, and we actually have um, studies uh, done associating Triplex and weight loss and Plexus Slim with uh, weight loss and carbohydrate and calorie craving, uh, food cravings and things. But this one uh, was is really interesting, this green-lipped New Zealand muscle. Now, this is the reason why if you have a shellfish allergy, you cannot take ease, is because of the green-lipped muscle. But researchers, researchers found that indigenous people um, from New Zealand, uh, even the elderly, do uh, a lot of demanding physical activity uh, in, for this one study, anyway. And uh, they found out that their diet consisted primarily of the New Zealand greenlit muscle, and they found out that they had no arthritis. I mean, yeah, I know so many people, older people who suffer from arthritis, so that's a really cool cool tidbit there. The green lipped muscle is um, really good for inflammation. Every product, every ingredient in it is good for inflammation. Um, and then the next product is bromelade, the next ingredient is bromelade, and that comes from pineapple. And you probably have seen these things floating around on Facebook and things that, you know, if you eat pineapple every day, you won't get arthritis. You eat pineapple every day, you won't have swelling. You eat pineapple every day if you have asthma, you know, that kind of thing. And it is because of the bromelade. It is an anti-inflammatory ingredient. It helps with swelling. Yes, allergies and asthma are inflammatory issues, um, and so some people take this kind of product for that. There are people in some of the big Facebook groups talking about how once they add some of these ingredients, and not E specifically, but like the turmeric and the serapeptase, their allergies went away, their congestion went away, that type of thing. Um, and it is because um, of the, um, uh, uh, what is it called, the... Um, Viscosity of mucus. It helps reduce the viscosity of the viscosity of mucus in you. So that helps with all of that whole drainage and the whole allergies and inflammation and asthma related to sinuses and things. Um, uh, gives you a fast recovery from surgery. Bromelade. I've seen that before too. After surgery, eat pineapple every day. After surgery, eat pineapple every day. Swelling, that type of thing. Next is turmeric, and it is widely known. I've, there are all kinds of things on social media about turmeric. Um, and it is an anti-inflammatory as well. Uh, and it fights uh, inflammation at the molecular, molecular level. And uh, it is also 
talented and not just not just in our circles because we have to be careful about you know saying that this does this or this does that but turmeric itself um, is known for uh, being an antidepressant as well as helping uh, with cognitive function so like dementia Alzheimer's things like that um, we do not claim that ease does those things I'm just telling you that that's what turmeric is known for doing uh, we cannot make those kind of claims um, uh, but you know, we if you join my Facebook group, um, Reisha's Peeps, uh, you will be able you can find out all the testimonials and things that are uh, specific to all the products. And lastly, it's serapeptase. And serapeptase is an enzyme. It's in our ProBio5 that I talked about a few weeks ago, and it's also in our ease. And it breaks down this enzyme, serapeptase, breaks down non-living tissue in the body. And so it's known for breaking down blood clots, reducing varicose veins, decreasing swelling, again, reducing that viscosity of the mucus in the ears, the throat, and the nose. Uh, so a lot of people take serapeptase also as a digestive aid. And that's why it's in ProBio5. It is an enzyme. So it helps break down foods also. Um, so uh, as pertaining to weight loss, um, there was a weight loss study done in 2008 in the UK um, just about inflammation. Some people don't realize the huge effect that inflammation has on everything in our bodies. So autoimmune disease, arthritis, fibromyalgia. I have so many people getting relief from fibromyalgia with triplex and ease. And um, so they, we don't realize the huge role that inflammation plays on disease, on how we feel, on how we look, on how our rings fit us, on our mucus, on just so many things are affected by inflammation. But this study found, a, 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 an this study established a link between chronic inflammation and weight. And uh, in this study, as the people's weight went up, so did their inflammation markers. And so, um, you know, we decrease inflammation, we decrease that swelling, we decrease that, uh, the inflammatory reactions that we have in our bodies, and we have a much better chance of having weight loss. So anyway, thank you for staying with me for my Plexus commercial. I do love this product. I'd love to help you get started on Triplex, uh, on Plexus Slim, on our, um, uh, appetite suppressants, uh, which are um, Boost and uh, uh, Accelerator. Accelerator is also uh, known, uh, also has antidepressant properties. Um, I just love for you to feel great. I know that we are feeling great from intermittent fasting, uh, but I really am thankful for these products that help me keep the fast every day and help me feel really great. Again, you don't have to have uh, natural supplements to fast, but if you're looking for some natural supplements, I'd love to help you. Thanks a lot. Yeah.